Kill you with truth with our guy, Chad Brown. Nate Jackson still on uh, vacation, but we look forward to having Nate back here shortly. We're going to get into all of the details behind the scenes story with Russell Wilson and the fallout. What goes on now? Like and subscribe and comment. All those things really help. And we're very grateful for you with this channel. But let me go to Chad first. Okay. Now we've heard from Sean Payton and some other players. and. uh, and Jared Stidham, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, was there a lot of gossiping about stuff behind the scenes yesterday. Um, I did quite a bit of digging, so I'm happy to share that. But first, I'm I'm curious about what your thoughts are about just kind of everything that rolled out yesterday after the news came out. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a, a lot of gossip and rumor and innuendo and uh, I'm not exactly sure which part is confirmable and which isn't. Um, the reports that this was all due to the contract situation that had nothing to do uh, with Russell Wilson's play. I don't, you know, I don't believe that. I think that it's it's a two it's a two part issue here, um, and you can't separate the, the two. So I'm not totally surprised uh, by all the conversation that happened. Um, I'm curious to hear exactly what you found out. It's difficult to sure. look at your phone and know exactly what's true and what's not. So right, right. Uh, break it down. What do you know, DMAC? Well, I talked to a lot of people behind the scenes, mm-hmm. a lot of people. I talked to um, a reporter who was insistent none of that bad stuff happened that was accused because there would have been a stronger complaint by the NFLPA. The NFLPA would have stood up for Russ if all those allegations were true. It also came to my attention that Russ's agent and his marketing people are involved with getting the story out there. Mm. I would also from the Broncos side of thing was told that, yeah, there probably were conversations about pushing back the injury clause in his contract, not eliminating it, not getting rid of it, but moving it past the beginning of the new league year in March. However, I was told that that was, it's like in a George Payton sort of way. Like George, if you know George at all, if you've been around him, he is not some sort of fiery ultimatum, you know, it's gotta be my way sort of guy. That is just not who he is. It's much more of a, Hey, listen, how about this? Can we work on this? You know, more of a um, cooperative sort of thing. But that being said, the one consistent thing, Chad, is at, absolutely there were conversations about adjusting Russ's contract, okay? And, and I'm going to assume part of that, too, was a restructure in general. I think the injury sort of deal, I think it was requested that that get pushed back. I think that insulted Russ's people. I think Russ's people took that as more of a threat than it was really intended. The timing of it, of course, is interesting too because it appears that it happened after the Chiefs game that they won going into the bye week. The timing of the Chiefs game, of course, looks weird, but the bye week, Chad, makes perfect sense. Because that is a week that you would work on stuff like this, right? You don't have football to work on. That actually makes sense. And don't forget when the bye week fell. 
right at the trade deadline. They go into the bye week and the trade deadline is on Tuesday. So it does kind of make sense that they would want to get their ducks in a row. So I don't think it's got anything to do with beating the Chiefs. I think the timing is more about the bye week and the trade deadline. And that Russ's people were threatened by all of that. So whether or not it was threatening, it's clear that that's how they felt. And so Russ has been dealing with this for a couple of months. And there was a refusal to do anything. And there definitely was a request, Chad, to do something. So to think that that created a contentious atmosphere, at least on Russ's side, is probably fair. Whether it was intended to be like that or not, it clearly felt like that. Then you get the football aspects of things. And this is where it's more clear that Russell Wilson just wasn't the right fit for Sean Payton. So I've talked quite a bit here. I got a little bit more. But but what's your reaction to all that first? Okay. Uh, so the Broncos played the Chiefs a couple of times uh, this year, obviously. The first time they played the Chiefs, Russell Wilson had 95 yards passing. We <laughs> lost that one. Right. The second time they played the Chiefs, Russell Wilson had 114 yards passing. So to act as if somehow this Chiefs correlation for the timing of it is they were just doing Russ wrong after he had just beaten the Chiefs. 94 yards passing, 114 yards passing, that ain't good enough. So it still doesn't make the point, I think, that people were trying to make by tying it to the Chiefs' win. Yes, he did have three touchdown passes in a game. He had 114 yards passing. That's not good enough. So this conversation, to even have it tied to that Chiefs game, I, in my mind, speaks to the yardage total more than it does the touchdowns that people are trying to tie it to. So uh, the timing doesn't make it more worse for me. It mm -hmm. actually makes it more makes more sense to me. Yeah. But they recognize even when we win football games, this guy is not getting it done in the way that we need it done. The Broncos won football games with 10 Tebow under center. John Elway, Elway recognized that that was not long-term sustainable, that he had to make a move in a different direction to move this team and organization forward. Sean Payton and George Payton looks like they made a similar thing. Now there's a time up after a victory against the Chiefs, after they broke the Chiefs winning streak against them? Yeah. But at the same time, Russell Wilson put up 114 yards, and that ain't good enough. They beat the Packers to go 2-5. and five. Nobody could see them beating the Chiefs. The trade deadline is two days after that second Chiefs game. If you're a general manager, Chad, and listen, let me tell you, I believe strongly they were trying to trade Jerry Judy at the time. I do mm -hmm. believe that. I don't like where the trade deadline falls in the NFL. I think it's too early, but it does create a certain amount of drama. That's for sure. And, and I don't know why the trade deadline is halfway through the season when in most leagues, it's more like three quarters of the way through the season, but you know, whatever. But the fact that the NFL PA really did not get deeply involved with this would tell me that it, it, it really was more of a conversation than a confrontation. Now, you can spin it however you want afterwards, and perhaps they were insulted. I did find out that, you know, um, let me be careful on this. Um, Russell Wilson's people are sensitive, Chad, to everything, okay? I mean everything. Because Russ, in my opinion, has surrounded himself with a bunch of idiots. 
I think Mark Rogers is a smart guy, but I think Russ's marketing people are a bunch of morons. I, I don't think they have much sense of the greater world around them, and their priorities are coming in front of Russ's. Russ's Russ is fucking rich, okay? He he doesn't need all of that. He doesn't need branding. He doesn't need that stuff. But he's hired all these people, Chad, that need their jobs. And in order to justify things, I think they're constantly in this guy's ear about a million different things. It was even suggested to me that yesterday when Russ was liking certain tweets about how he was being screwed over in the past, mm-hmm. that that wasn't even Russ liking it, that he commonly has other people on his Twitter handle just doing whatever. And, you know, he does have a media team. And if you look at some of his videos and graphics, it's like it's like laid out. It's like designed. It's not just like ba-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da. You and I would just be on Twitter doing things. Everything is kind of crafted. And even his statement yesterday, um, oh, let me get it right. Let me get it right. Uh, sorry, Chad. Give me one second. God's got me looking forward to what's next. Mm-hmm. I mean, even that seems sort of crafted. I think the mistake that the Broncos are making right now, and I'm not saying that's not Russ or that's not how he feels. That is probably exactly how he feels. I'm just saying everything is with this team. The Broncos just need to let this dude not cut him right away, not cut him, because there's some financial interesting things that they could do, and they should explore everything to benefit their organization and I'm rolling my eyes because a trade seems unlikely, but you never know in this quarterback starved league. And maybe a post June 1st designation makes more sense for them to let him go. I don't know. There's a lot of financial gymnastics. But Chad, having him at the facility is a mistake. You realize that every time he steps on in the field from now on is dangerous and could cost them 37 million additional dollars. He already has 39 million guaranteed for 2024. Chad, if he blows out an Achilles or an ACL or, uh, I don't know, has a snowball hit him in the face, dude could collect another $37 million from the Broncos, Chad. That is a crazy risk. So while I think the first priority is football, to think that you would ignore the financial implications I think is ridiculous. He shouldn't even be in the building. Yeah, I I agree. This is why... Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play for the Raiders. This is why Derek Carr did not play for the Raiders last year after this decision was made. Um, and you you put yourself, to your point, in an incredibly bad spot. Um, I'm not questioning Russ's integrity, but a lot of people would do a lot of things for $37 million. Um, <laughs> Like slipping Jimmy, man. Like yeah, better call yeah. Saul. Like uh, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna fall down in the supermarket. Is that what you're saying? And I'm, I'm not saying Russ is gonna do that. But again, 37 million dollars presents a heck of a temptation to pull something like that. So obviously, uh, everything on the practice film field is filmed. Everything at the stadium is filmed. So if Russ were to try that, they would have video evidence. But it just it it, it the situation is rife for bad consequences and i'm not sure what good can can come from it if russ is going to you be your backup quarterback uh you, you risk the organization's 37 million dollars um you risk getting into some kind of contentious back and forth the wisest thing 
would be literally to send Russ home. Yep. Hey man, it didn't work out. I'm right. I'm really sorry. And but you've got to go home. We've got to protect ourselves in the situation. We've already made this very difficult decision. So now this decision to send you home is less difficult because it's time for you to go. I recognize his tweet um, when he goes, God's got me looking forward to what's next. When he writes looking forward to what's next, I identify with that because that's almost identically what I wrote when I got fired from a place that I had worked for for 15 and a half years, anchoring a successful afternoon show for more than 14 years. I simply put out a tweet said, you know, what's next? Something like that. That's something you put out there, Chad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I could talk from firsthand experience. When you, you're fired, when it's over, and to see that that's his mindset, that's where he's at, okay, I get it. I actually sympathize with him on, on that. I, I, I would, listen, the day that I got fired, I didn't have to work for another two weeks. That was it. I wasn't right. fired and like, we'll see you tomorrow at two. Um, which is ironic because I actually did get fired from a job in Washington, D.C. And I was doing nights at the time. Um, and they asked me to work that night. Hysterical, right? <laughs> like, but they, they had given me a heads up that it was coming. So it wasn't a total shock. And I had already landed another. This is a great radio story. So at 10 o'clock in the morning, I got offered a job by WAF in Boston. At 10.30, I was called by my station in D.C. saying they were letting me go like that day. This is funny because I was going to go in and give my two weeks notice later that day. But because I was fired, they had to pay me for six weeks. And mm. my last day was that day. So I got an extra month of salary because I waited a half hour. It was the it was the most enjoy. They must have thought I was a lunatic because they fired me. And I was like, oh, OK. Like I was not upset like at all. Um, and then it was, this is a true story. Um, they, they called to say, okay, we're letting you go to today. And I said, okay, do you need me to work tonight? And they were like, well, would you mind? And I go, no, that's fine. So I went in and I worked seven to midnight in Washington, DC. And I, I was a good boy. I played all the music as a DJ at the time, nighttime DJ. So I played all the music I was supposed to until 11 o'clock. But from 11 to midnight, I played whatever the, the fuck that I wanted. <laughs> and, I, you know, good, good night, D.C. We'll, we'll right. see. Ya. But right. but I was, you know, it was fine. It was probably the best firing of all time. That's not the case here. So in the locker room, let me give you a vibe of the locker room yesterday. Um, you know, Russ wasn't talking. It was Jared Stidham starting quarterback talks. Backup quarterbacks don't talk. Not really. I mean, it's not like you can't have off to the side conversations with anybody if you're in the media in the locker room but they're not on the podium they really don't talk officially to the media they don't do a gaggle they don't it's it's kind of out of respect the starter speaks for the team that's the way it goes that's the way it's always gone chad as i've been covering the broncos for over 20 years that's always the way it's gone okay period but there's russ so what do you do well um Reporters approached Garrett Bowles, and Garrett Bowles stormed off. I'm not talking. Grr, Garrett Bowles. Grr, Garrett Bowles all upset. Jerry, Jerry Judy talked. No problem. Yep. His, his locker's across from Jared Stidham. They're boys. They're pals. Despite the Auburn-Alabama differential, it doesn't matter. They're, they're buddies. He spoke, 
Um, Mike McGlinchey, Mayor Mike, he's always running for office. Of course, right. he spoke. You know, mm-hmm. anytime he can talk to the media, he does. There wasn't sort of this crazy, you know, I think the guys were awkward about it, but they weren't angry about it. How about that for the situation? And then um, media was told that Russ will speak later this week. Why? How? What? What do you mean he's going to speak later this week? Are they going to bring Russ up to the podium? Are you just going to have to go bug him at his locker? I mean, what's what's going on here? This is my point, Chad. I just don't think the Broncos organization thought all these things out. They didn't think about how Russ's team would respond, how Russ would respond, how the guys and how awkward it would be in the locker room. Chad, clearly it would be easier and make more sense for everybody if he was just gone. Gone, not cut, not cut, but Derek Carr. Just sent home. Yeah, you put your teammates in an awkward spot um, when they're forced to answer questions when that dude is right over there in the locker room sitting in his locker. We can see him. We right? can see him right over there. Right? Yeah. It's, you know, it's always weird when people are talking about you and you can hear and see them. So they set up the situation. So, the, the, again, the wise thing is to send them home. Um, yeah. I, wow. Did they consider the teammates' reaction to the locker room? I, I would have to think that had to be discussed and considered. How is this going to land in the locker room? Um, you know, we, we obviously have media availability at lunchtime. This is how it works in every NFL team. It, it, it's mandated by the leagues has to be uh, available. So they had to consider that. I, while George Payton and Sean Payton clearly had a contract, they had to at some point bring that news to Patrick Smythe. And Patrick Smythe had to develop a plan of how we're going to roll this out to the media and who's going to be involved. And when are we going to release this news? All those kind of things had to be a part of the picture. Because if not, then the Broncos are more screwed up than I had, would have ever assumed. This is kind of football one-on-one. When you release a big-name player, there's going to be blowback. How are we going to handle that? How are we going to lessen that? And how are we going to make life less awkward and difficult for the rest of the guys in the locker room? So if this was not considered, that would be mind-blowing. Um, but if it has been considered... I think there's the miscalculation of well, we're going to do all this with Russ in the locker room. That just seems odd and awkward, and it puts everybody in a very unfortunate spot. All right, so listen, man. If he gets hurt, that's bad. If it's awkward, it's only awkward for 11 days. I, I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world, Chad. I just think it's a slight miscalculation of the situation and I just, you know, you should probably know that Russ's people are going to fight back somehow. I mean, right. there's going to be blowback. And so the vast majority of these stories that make Russ seem like a sympathetic character, there is some truth to what's going on, for sure. But but to think that, you know, oh, poor Russ, I mean, come on, man. I mean, give me a break. You know, and to think that he's been, oh, just crazily mistreated and the timing is no, 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 no. This is the real world of big-time football and big-time money, man. I mean, this is the way this stuff goes, Chad. And if it seems harsh, dude, how many stories of guys being screwed over by ownership or teams or whatever? I mean, this is a drop in the damn bucket. Whenever you're feeling sorry for Russ, just remember the Denver Broncos, Chad, will be paying him $39 million next year. 
Okay? For everybody out there that thinks Russ is being done dirty. $39 million, And they're trying to avoid paying him another $37 million in 2025. Now, this is cash, not cap. Cap is a whole nother realm of financial gymnastics, okay? That is something completely different. We're just talking about straight-up cash, homie, and it's a lot. So Russ is going to be, let me, let me, fine. He's going to be fine, and he's clearly stating, Chad, that he's ready to move on. So, so be it. That's yeah. it. And I'm not even going to, I'm not even, I'm going to just say the Broncos just slightly miscalculated this and they can correct it today. They don't have to, you know, just say, Russ, stay home. That's it. Sorry. You know, are bad. But now they do look a little bad if they do that because Sean Payton was asked about that. If it could change by Sunday, and was like, oh, I don't want to have to, you know, talk to you guys about this again. Uh, everybody would understand. <laughs> Right. It wouldn't really be that big of a deal, Chad. <laughs> it wouldn't be that big of a deal oh, if you have God. to talk to freaking Troy Rank, Jeff Legwald, Andrew Mason, you know, Nick Cosmider, Mike Kliss. I mean, that's not exactly the, the, the world's worst gauntlet. It, it's not like ESPN and NFL Network and Fox were flying guys in yesterday, Chad. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, this is like the eighth story on ESPN.com right now. So... That's the reality of the situation. How can you light a massive bonfire and have it roaring behind you and you say, as the guy who lit the bonfire, you want me to talk about that thing behind me? What do you – I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about other things. Let's, 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 talk, about, let's talk about the Raiders and the Chargers. Let's, come on, Sean Payton. Are, are you kidding me? Here's the truth. The Broncos are two – I'm sorry, are 12 and 20. With Russ under center, 12 and 20. You've listed some of the financial uh, obligations they have now to Russ. Now this move has been made. They've given him a tremendous amount of money. The results have not been there. Uh, I listed for you the yardage totals around those two Chiefs games. So when you throw for that few of yards yep. and you make that kind of money yep. in the NFL, it yep. is inevitable that this situation is going to come up. So I'm not an advocate for anyone to lose their job. Yeah. Did I get cut multiple times by the Patriots? And did it suck every single time? It did. Did the Patriots always cut me on Thursday so I get paid again for that week? So were they trying to lessen the financial blow to me? They were. So I wasn't in any kind of financial stratosphere that Russ is in. No. But another week's paycheck, I got paid for being on my couch for another week. Hey, at least you guys are trying to do right by me financially. At least there was some protections put into this relationship that made me feel a little bit better about things. Now, again, one week's paycheck versus what Russ is getting $39 million next year, that pales in comparison. So, yeah, Russ is going to be okay. The financial protections that the NFLPA allows agents to put into contracts are actually going to take care of Russ here. He's going to be paid whether he pays football or not next year. Damn near $40 million. That's a heck of a cushion to fall down on. And I think anybody in life who's lost a job can recognize their two weeks of pay or their severance package yeah. versus damn near $40 million is a tremendous gift to Russ and Sierra and the Russell Wilson Foundation and all the things that Russ, is, Russ supports. So yeah. it's going to be okay for Russ. The Broncos have made a move. They get to move forward. We move past all of this, even – 
uh, if Sean Payton doesn't want to talk about it anymore. And we can start talking about draft picks, future yeah. quarterbacks, and how this organization moves forward. I saw a commentary by J.J. Watt, who I don't know if he even follows football, but he's quick to talk about it. And he's like, oh, what are the Broncos going to do now? Like, oh, it's like there's no other. It's like, dude, shut up. There's a million other choices. First of all, you start with Stidham. Then you go to the draft and you do what a lot of other teams do. And the concept that you have to play Russ because there's no other options is stupid. It's just dumb. There's always other options. It's the National Football League. Hey, man, it's life. We're all replaceable. My goodness. And to think that, you know, J.J. Watt's analysis is, uh, well, uh, what else is there? Is so stupid and short-sighted that it, um, well, it's that. It's stupid and short-sighted. What can I tell you? We'll just leave it there. Aiden O'Connell has led the Raiders to two consecutive victories. Right. The rookie, Aiden O'Connell. So you can win with a lot of different guys under center. Do you want this beautiful, awesome franchise guy who comes out the draft with a you know, rocket arm and a, and a pedigree of co- a great college football? Of course you do. But, again, there's a lot of backup quarterbacks winning football games. Joe Flacco is going to take the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs and might win a playoff game or two. Yeah. So, yeah, as much as we cry about we need a great quarterback, teams are proving this year you can get by with somebody who's not a classic uh, great quarterback. But this is, again, goes to my, you know, Trubisky, Glennon, Glennon Trubisky doctrine back in the day. When you need a quarterback, Chad, and you're in a position to draft one high in the first round, you just don't pass on that. You do the best you can and you roll the dice because you can't choose when you suck. You can't say, oh, well, the guys this year, eh, no, we'll get them next year. How do you know where you're going to be next year? How do you know those guys are going to be available next year is any better? You don't. And by the way, the hit percentage on first high first round guys is around 36%. And that sucks. But look at the hit percentage the deeper you go in the draft. So, yeah, you got to get a little lucky. You get paid millions to scout, GM, all that stuff, right? That's what you're paid to do, to know this stuff, to coach. So figure it out. And I can tell you the six guys, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, and Penix, okay? Those are your six dudes. So Williams and May are one, two. It's probably unlikely you get there. You can move up if you wanted to by trading. Guess who? Patrick Sertan. Mm. You you can do that. So it's not like there's not a way, but this whole, like, you know, uh, we're salivating over cornerbacks when we don't have a quarterback is sickening. It was a mistake back in the fields, Mac Jones, Sertan draft. And you really could make an argument that Micah Parsons is a more impactful player than Patrick Sertan. It, it's another stinger that Devontae Parker, thank you, caught that ball over Sertan to more or less seal at least the attempt. I still can't believe that dude Ryland hit a 56-yarder because he sucks. But he hit that 56-yarder. Like, you've got to get in perspective what the is going on here. So if you're serious about moving up into the top 10, Chad, you have to trade Patrick Sertan. How else are you going to get capital to do it? And that's what I was advocating for strongly last year because that's the one guy you have. And the further you go with Sertan, the least, the, the less value he has because he's coming up on getting paid $23 million a year. So every year that goes by, you lose value. Look at Jalen Ramsey. 
who commanded two first rounders, but then got much less when he went from the Rams to the Dolphins in another trade. Jalen Ramsey, Chad, has been traded twice, and he's mm -hmm. awesome. So don't save me this sob story about why you need Patrick Sertan to save you. You don't have a quarterback. Cornerback is maybe the fourth, fifth most, I think it's fifth, but arguably fourth most important position on the team. And you're barreling down the road of giving this guy $23 million a year. And I'm not saying he's not a great athlete and he's not a great corner, but your priorities are out of whack. So figure it out. It's not hopeless there, J.J. Watt. There's six guys in the mix, and there's ways that you can get there. So save me about, you know, you know. And, and then guess what, Chad? Draft another dude in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, too. Do that as well, because you never know if you run into Brock Purdy. You should be drafting a quarterback in the fifth, sixth, seventh round every damn year. You really should, because if he doesn't work out, well, what the fuck? You know, just get rid of him and just do it again. And if it I'm, does work out, you've got trade bait. You can get draft capital back for that guy. Yeah, I'm so sick of this, like, I'm waiting for the perfect quarterback sort of thing. It doesn't exist. Every single guy that comes out of the draft is the same thing. They're all around 22, 23 years old. They all have their college resume. They all have the Senior Bowl or other All-Star games. And they all have um, Pro Days and Combine. And, Chad, that's it. That there's nothing you, you they're not playing NFL simulated games, Chad. You know, that's it. That's mm -hmm. all you got. I'm getting fired up about this because I, I've been going through this insanity with this team for eight years, Chad. It is all right. I'm just driving me nuts and you're getting a call. I, I gotta shut up. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh how about these dates? December 26, 2022. Coach Hackett fired. December mm -hmm. 27th, 2023. Russ benched uh, i'm not sure what it is may may make russ scared for next christmas what's gonna happen to him <laughs> well it's it's a it's not cutting time you know right. that's it either yeah. you're going to the playoffs or you're Very not, not. Mm -hmm. and and this is around the time and the irony here is the broncos still have a little something to play for percent <laughs> chance of making the playoffs. One yeah, I know. I, I, I get it. And and I know there's wild card possibilities, but I'm not paying attention to those. It's much more simple. If the Chiefs lose to the Bengals and the Raiders and the Broncos beat the Chargers and, and the um, Raiders, the Broncos are in. They win the AFC West. So, I mean, that's pretty simple, right? Mm -hmm. So your season may end on Sunday simply by the Chiefs beating the Bengals. But how are the Chiefs looking these days, Chad? Not very good. <laughs> Losing three of the last four. <laughs> All right. Anyways, bud, um, final thoughts from you about everything from yesterday. Um, gosh. I want to say I knew this was coming. Um, I didn't know exactly that this was going to happen this way. Um, but when you put up to, uh, two seasons of football that Russell Wilson has and you're paying that kind of money, uh, you, you're just forced to cut bait and move on, particularly when there's a new – Sheriff in town with Sean Payton. He's got no ties to Russell Wilson. He gave it his best shot, and now he's looking to move on. I'm not surprised that Sean Payton would make this decision. Um, I'm, I'm not surprised that he was advocating for this when he was advocating for it, despite them winning that Chiefs game. Again, 114 yards is just not good enough mm. to win your football games consistently in the NFL. It's not good enough to win this division. Uh, when you got Patrick Mahomes under center for the Chiefs, despite what's happened out there, uh, you have to recognize and assess. Because first thing you got to do as a football team is try to find ways to win your division. 
And when your quarterback is underplaying as much as Russ had and has been outplayed by almost every other quarterback on the opposite sideline this season, then you've got to make a harsh calculation and a harsh move. And this is the, the move to make. You've got to find a way to move on. And when you know that, you've got to move on as quickly as you possibly can. So this is why it's coming now at this point in the season. This is why it's going to happen this year. And the Broncos are going to have some dead cap to fight through the next two years. But overall, this is going to be a better solution. And it's going to give them the opportunity to draft a quarterback and take advantage, as we talked about yesterday, that financial window you get when you draft a quarterback to be able to build up the rest of your football team. All right, buddy, you were cleaning the yard yesterday, which sounds awful to me. Um, what's the best thing you're doing today? Uh, I'm going to rest. I am an old man, and I am sore from doing the yard work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, enjoy uh, enjoy resting. Yes, I will. Uh, are you getting soft down there in Arizona? Are you getting a little? Uh, no, you know... I put a lot of miles on these tires, man. So I know. Uh, I got you. Hey, when was the last time you walked around and picked up cactus pads and oh, and trimmed agaves? So you do enough of that, and you haven't done it in a long time. You're going to be sore, and I am. All right, okay, pal. Well, rest up, my my Thank my you. guy. Just take it easy, my God. <laughs> we don't want you. Hey, you don't have an injury settlement anymore. I do dude. not. It's I just do not. you're just screwed if you get hurt. So right. you know, t- take take it light. And we appreciate everybody watching and our guy Johnny Love for all the work he does behind the scenes. Special shout out to our new addition to the Kill You with Truth team. That's Ryan Sullivan who is out there getting all that video and uh, collecting stuff from Dove Valley that we've used. Thank you very much to Ryan, and thank you guys for watching. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow.